The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, I wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Thursday, March 5th. That means we are less than two weeks away from the start of the new league year, which means we are probably less than three weeks away from knowing where Tom Brady will land. We'll cover that and much more with CBS Sports NFL insider Jason Lockham for as we look at all uh, some of the most interesting offseason moves that various teams should make. There's a great article that JLC did on CBSSports.com. You can actually click on it in the podcast description link. I think if you're like listening on your phone, you can probably click it and it'll take you right to the website. The magic of technology knows. They no can doubt. read along as as they listen. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they can theory. like follow along. I yeah. feel like I'm in mass. Turn to hymnal page 35. You know, and you can follow along <laughs> as we sing. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Check out, uh, slide down to the And your missalette. I think that, isn't that what they used to call it? Missalette. Yeah, they used to call it like a missalette. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm a, I'm yeah. a, I'm just a, I'm not a Catholic, so who knows. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm coming I'm hard a, with the Roman Catholic vibes. Yeah, we don't have that in common. What we do have in common is a love for baseball, though, and it is time to get ready yes. for your fantasy baseball drafts. Check out the number one fantasy baseball podcast out there, Fantasy Baseball Today. I've been a listener for many years. You should be one, too. The Fantasy Baseball Today podcast has been helping listeners with their leagues for more than 10 years now. The position previews are all published. They've got sleepers, breakouts, busts, live mock drafts, listener emails all this week. Plus, you get a new episode every single morning, five days a week until the season ends. Fantasy Baseball Today, anywhere you listen to podcasts. So, uh, JLC, without making It'll rip your face off! <laughs> You're gonna like crush I, the um, I won the editorial baseball league with all the fantasy baseball guys in it, I think, or most of them in it, three straight years. I'm a dominant fantasy baseball player. Wow, how about that? Yeah. Me, on the other hand, I'm the schmuck who finally paid R.J. White his $20 from my <laughs> lame-ass performance in our fantasy football league that's been over for like three months. So, well, yeah, I'm that guy. Well, you're, I'm you're, usually not. I'm usually not that guy, but... My PayPal account was all screwed up, and then I totally forgot about it. And then he yeah, sent me funny. an email the other day. I was emailing about something else, and he's like, "Bro, I still don't have that twenty bucks." I'm like, you, "Oh man, I suck." You're okay. a um, that's fine. I think I owe RJ a mock draft. He, I got to DM him back on Slack. He's like, "Did you publish your mock draft last week?" I'm like, "I don't, I don't think so." Um, yeah. You are a baseball fan, though. And without getting too, what, do you, what what's your uh, sense on the Orioles this year? They're gonna be terrible. They're 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 rebuilding, right? They're like doing a purposeful tear down. Uh, you know, I. I don't think they're going – I mean, look, they're, yes, are they going to be terrible? Yes. But you, you've got to understand 
my portal into terrible. You know what I mean? Like, I have a very liberal definition of, they were, of terrible. Like, by most standards, they're going to be terrible. Like, to me, I'm, I'm, like, oddly enthused. They've had a really good start to spring training. I think they will pitch better than they did last year. Um, I think they won't be as home run reliant. I don't think they'll score as many runs. But, the, I mean, the pitching staff, other than John Means, was pretty much god-awful last year. And I, I, I do think they'll make some gains in that regard. And... uh some of these kids on the farm who have, you know, projections above just being a utility guy will will start to be called up as the season goes along. Um, well, Austin I mean, Hayes is the everyday center fielder. I'm I'm really interested to see that. So yeah, I'm fired up, man. I mean, I don't think that they like. I think Pakoda had them right around 100 losses. I I think I don't know, man. I kind of feel like they won't lose 100 games. That that would well, it's interesting too because the. Um, and there might be, that's why you should listen to fantasy baseball today. There might be value in the Orioles actually this year because people will not be on them. And like the Yankees now have Severino on the, uh, like he's going to have Tommy John. Yeah, the Red Sox are falling apart at the seams. You know, yeah. even Tampa, I mean, it's, look, don't get me wrong. It's a tough division. I mean, this whole idea that like, oh, well, these guys rebuilt the Astros. So now they'll rebuild the Orioles. Like it's a different division. It's a different degree of difficulty, but I do think this could be one of those years where, and even Toronto is on the come, but Boy, pitching-wise, I think it still could be pretty lean there. And Tampa's thin, you know. If Tampa, if, if, if Blake Snell can't, you know, take the mound every five days, and that's kind of been a thing for him, then, look, the Orioles are going to finish fourth or fifth. They're going to lose at least 95 games. But if we're talking from a betting standpoint, I I have a weird feeling. They, they'll be, like, instead of picking first or second overall next year, you know what I mean, they might be picking, like, fifth. Okay. Um, I wonder what's their, uh, let's just see what their win total is real quick. Do you know what their, where's the win total? Regular season wins, Orioles are 56 and a half. I wouldn't mind that I, over. I, I would I would take over. the over. Yeah. I, I honestly would, I, I would. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. The, uh, I think they'll the, be plucky underdogs. The Atlanta Braves, my Atlanta Braves, Dakota projection for 82.7 wins. F you. Baseball prospectus. That happens. I'm in a world of pain. Uh, they project the Mets to win the division, which is what trendy things do all the time. I'll tell you that the, the, I took a bet a few months ago. The Reds to win the World Series. Oh yeah, Cincinnati Reds. It's their year, baby. Uh, anyway, let's get to football because the Reds made a bunch of moves this off season. They made moves. They made moves to uh, try and improve. And you have a list of things that NFL teams should do to improve this offseason. Debo and I both went through and picked out the most interesting ones. And we will start in Oakland, where you did not advise the Raiders to pursue Tom Brady. Instead, you suggested that the Raiders should offer Derek Carr in a future second-round pick for Cam Newton. Talk about a heel turn. Uh, Do you? Is this more about... Trying to improve, like a, well, a, do you think Newton would be good in John Gruden's system? B, is this about yeah. trying to trying to like increase the ceiling for the Raiders? And C, do you think that they're going to yeah. move on from Derek Carr regardless? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> D, all the above. All right. I, I, I mean, look, the way Mike Mayock talked at the combine could, you know, he could barely suppress the what I reported back, you know, I don't know, late November, early December, which was. They like Derek Carr. He's a great guy. He's a functional quarterback. They don't see Super Bowls with Derek Carr. They don't see greatness. They see goodness. Um, they don't see a guy who wants to extend plays with his legs. They don't see a guy 
who wants to push the ball downfield. They see a guy who wants to complete 70% of his passes, largely to running backs and tight ends, and be very efficient, but not, you know, be willing to take the risks you have to take to be great. And they've had it for two years now, and they know what it is, and they're moving to this new stadium, and they see a changing landscape in the AFC, and they want to get their guy. And maybe they do it through the draft, but that still means Derek Carr's on borrowed time. And, you know, maybe it's Tom Brady, or to me, I, I think buying a little bit low on Cam Newton could be interesting. And, you know, if, if the Panthers take Herbert or, you know, Love, well, okay, but why wouldn't you still have – you could still have Derek Carr for a year. I mean, there's no reason to, to have to play those guys right away. And if you've got Derek Carr, that gives you he, – he's signed longer than Cam, right? So you've got a little bit more wiggle room there. Um, I think him with Joe Brady would make a lot of sense. And then, you, you know, you, you could always flip him for something else in the future. I, I, there's going to be a point with Cam where you either pay the guy or you don't, you know? And I just don't see going down a road where he plays this year and then he gets franchised or maybe franchised to trade him or what have you. If, if Cam was their guy, we'd know it by now. And I don't care what other people are sort of quasi-reporting or what people are saying in front of the – the camera. I mean, Marty Herney wouldn't go on the record from the combine and say Cam's our guy. Uh, I think they're still going to trade Cam. I think they would trade Cam if he was healthy. So, I mean, like, if he was yeah, healthy, so you, can't, like, you can't do anything with him right now because he's not healthy. Like, what are you supposed to do yeah. with him? You have to just kind of act like, eh, like, and then Cam's out there doing the thing where he's like, I'm absolutely coming back. Because he's, he's, he's playing a game of chicken because he knows you can't do anything with him because his foot's all banged up. I, I don't right. know. I think they right. could trade him. So mid-season. I mean, that's one that could even be done after the draft, right? You know, and it's a it's a complete wash from a cash standpoint. And I don't think Mark Davis would be worried about extending, you know, Cam Newton. I mean, the Raiders can assess the situation, and be like, we don't want to trade three, we don't want to trade all the Arsenal picks we got to have to move up to two. You know what I mean? To try to get two and now, right. and. Herbert, you know, do we then play the game of trying to move to five or six if Miami's already moved up from five to try to get Herbert or Love? And, you know, look, Gruden could fall hard for either one of those guys and just decide to go that route. But I could also see Gruden looking at Cam and saying, look, I mean, you know, it was a foot. It wasn't his shoulder. You know what I mean? It wasn't his neck. He's had, they, he barely played this year. They did the right thing. Eventually, sat him early. You know, why don't I? Let's let's go. We had a great wide receiver draft. Let's go build up this team in the draft and get Cam for basically Derek Carr. If you come out, if you flip Carr, and I actually think you could probably do it. And I think with Cam too, like, and and correct me if you think I'm wrong, but. Um, with Cam, I think it almost has to be, or probably would be a conditional type of pick, right? Like you're like, listen, we'll give yeah. you, we'll give you a, a 2021. 20, uh, if he starts X number of games, you know, you could build yeah. thresholds into it. The yeah. pick is X if he starts, you know, six games or more. Yeah. The pick is Y if he starts 12 games or more. The pick is W if he plays all 16 games. The pick is. Z, if he plays all 16 games and you sign him to an extension of any sort. Or, or, French, you, or, you, you, know, or, or you go to the playoffs or you make it like you make yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's, an AFC championship game. It's a first-round pick or so, you know, what, right. like whatever it is. And then, so then you're kicking that down the curb 
So not, if you're the Raiders, not only are you, you, you move on from Carr, which I, I agree, I think they want to do at some point. They're just trying, there's no sense in, like they don't have to do it right now because he's on a reasonable price. And they don't want to destroy any leverage they have in trading this guy either. So right. they've got to kind of walk a tightrope. Well, and if like, if you, if you sit there and say like, Carr's not our guy and then you can't get somebody in the draft at 12, all of a sudden you have a, a problem on your hand. You know, yeah. like, or like you strike out in free agency and then you can't get somebody in the draft. You can't do that when Carr is an asset that you can deal with and cut if you need to. Um, but like yeah. if you came, if you, if you did a future pick for Cam and then you added like a CD Lamb or a Henry Ruggs or even a, yeah. even Jerry Judy in the draft. I mean, those guys, because of the quarterback situation in this class and because of the O line situation and the way that value and need and top shelf guys stack up in this draft, there's a good chance you're getting one of those top three wide receivers. Now, right and look, well. they could, they, they could, you could get, I mean, I still don't know if, you know, the kid from Clemson's going to turn out to truly be a pass rusher, but you could get, Cleveland, you could Cleveland stay in Farrell. the teens and get your pick of receivers and get a really good, you know what I mean? And get a really good edge presence. Mm-hmm. Um, or one of these linebackers, you know what I mean? Like they need help all over the defense. And now all of a sudden, I mean, you did, you know, Tyrell Williams is fine as a number two. If he's now, you know, the Robin and you draft Batman and Darren Waller, you know, is a fit in the offense and Jacobs is a three down back and you've already got a, a stable, decent offensive line for Cam Newton. I mean, all of a sudden, eh, you know, hey, they were in the playoff race last year. Yeah. You know, until what, week 13, 14, 15, something like that? Yeah. And you're only a year away probably from, or maybe even this year, from another team getting in the playoffs. Like, I, that's not crazy to me. And you use, the, you use your whole second day on defensive players. And, and the Broncos are not a team that's like looks like they're on the rise. They're trying to figure out what the hell they're doing. Uh, the, the Chargers just lost Phillip Rivers. So they, I mean, like, yeah. I, th- there's an opening there in the AFC for sure, especially if Tom Brady decides to up and go, you know. I mean, what is Ben Roethlisberger going to look like? Will the right. Browns ever get out of their own way? You know what yeah. I mean? There's about yeah. three and a half teams you can bank on in the AFC. And then and, it's like, eh. And there's no way that John Gruden is patient enough to be like, all right, why don't we. Uh, He's been uh, patient. He gave yeah. this guy two years. That's an eternity in Gruden years. The Chargers, we mentioned uh, them as well. You said that they should a pursue Tom Brady and b trade Melvin Ingram. Wow, we got one year left at fourteen million. They're not they, how they look. They can't extend him. Just go look at the way the composition of that team. I don't think Bosa's playing another down for them until he's you know making twenty one million a year. So you got that to figure out. You're gonna have to tag the tight end, but then you, you better try to get something long term um, worked out with him. Your offensive line, if you bring them all back, I don't know that that's going to be good enough. You know, and I'm not even sure you bring them all back. So you're going to have to allocate some assets there. Um, I think Keenan Allen's got one year left. Uh, Williams is pretty much, you know, he. Let me here's my. Let me go. Let me look at my book. I'll bring up Keenan. I got so all right. So no, no, I got I got it right here, brother. Yep, this is Keenan's Uh, Raiders. Chargers, yeah, you got Mike Williams, who's entering year four. It's time to pay him already. Allen's up after Allen's up in twenty one. Is this team about? And to you got Boso on the fifth year. You got Boso on the fifth year option. Is it so? All right, so all right, I got a couple of questions here. So one, do you think Joey Bosa will play this season on his fifth year option, fourteen point eight million dollars, or do you think I, he will- I don't think that I I, I think there's, um, dude, remember how hard it was to get him signed in the first place at a time where like. They, the they've first... really pretty much completely destroyed the ability to hold out. He missed the first yeah, four I, weeks I of the think, season. 
Yeah. Um, there are going to be no hometown discounts. There's going to be no nothing. That's, that's going to be a thing. So you just start looking at the total. You look at what the holes they have, the money they're going to have to spend one way or another at quarterback, the money they're going to have to address to their offensive line if they're keeping guys back like Okun on a, you know, gee, we hope he stays healthy kind of thing. And then, you know, again, both wide receivers would be in line for an extension. Bosa's going to, Bosa's going to get a, he's going to want massive money. Yeah. You he's know what I mean? Aaron, Ingram's been Aaron banged Allen. up. I mean, if I'm a team like the Ravens, I, I'm all over Melvin Ingram right now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see what I can do to take him off their hands. I mean, renting a guy like that at 14 million, uh, I'd be all about that. Okay, how the hell is Melvin Ingram already 31? I'm getting way too old. Like this is happening way. Yeah. Like, this is this is creeping on me fast. I mean, we're already on his second contract. Let me ask you this: Why would Tom Brady sign with the Chargers if Melvin Ingram is going to be a free agent? If Joey Bosa isn't going to play? If Keenan Allen? Is no, well, they're going to have to. They're going to have to keep Joey Bosa. I mean, I don't know that I'm from Tom Brady. I'm sweating Melvin Ingram. I mean, they've, they've got enough assets on on defense. I think my question is why is Gus Bradley still running that thing? But whatever. Um, it's just a matter of do the Spanos want to, like, are they willing to spend or aren't they? If they're not, then just don't waste anybody's time. And maybe they don't. But if they are, then there's a plan. Look, we, Austin Eckler is every bit the Danny Woodhead, Rex Burkhead, you know what I mean? Uh, Deion Lewis. We got that guy. And then some, you know, yeah. the grunt back we can find wherever, second, third day of the draft. We're going to keep the offensive line intact. We're going to extend these wide receivers. We're going to tag the tight end. And, you know, we're, we'll address offensive line in the, in the draft as well. I mean, this team might stink. That shouldn't be a 5 and 11 team. Like, it shouldn't uh, be. It could. I, they might, I mean, it shouldn't I be. I mean, if, 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 if the quarterback isn't. Second only to Jameis in interceptions next year. I mean, I think that's a winning football team. Now, is it just nine and seven? I, I don't know. I'd rather play for the Patriots in this. I, I think this Chargers roster looks. Look, Tom Telesco has been there a long time, and he's done a really good job assembling a lot of talent. But like Melvin Ingram, thirty-one, Keenan Allen coming into his third contract now. Are you going to pay him, or you know, are you going to reply? I don't know. There's. It feels like there might be a little more turnover there than people realize. Well, I mean, they got. <laughs> they got. They got decisions to make, but I mean, they got a decent amount of cap space. I mean, guys like Virgil Green, Thomas Davis, I don't think they're back. You know what I mean? They, they you know, again, do you want to pay Pouncey another six million? Do you try to draft his replacement? Even with factoring all that in, I think it's still a pretty decent, a pretty decent roster. Okay, uh, certainly about, you'd have pieces on offense. Yeah, for at least for one year. And if Tom Brady wants to play two years. Um, you know, right. they, they can, they'll, they, like, like Mike Williams is going to be there. They have a fifth year option on him. Um, they, yeah. you know, they can always tag Keenan Allen. So there's, there's plenty of options. What, what else, what's the latest buzz on, uh, on Brady? And we're recording this because Lord knows it, it changes. Uh, Wednesday, March 4th at 1030 in the morning. You're listening to it on Thursday, March 5th. I don't think anything will change in the next 24 hours, but, uh, has he met oh, with the page? Yeah, that's true. Has he, I mean, if you had to handicap it right now, uh, what's your percentage chance he goes back to the Patriots? I, I'm not going to play that game. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think he knows the answer to that yet. And there's a lot of people out there throwing a lot of stuff against the wall. Um, All right, who's involved? You know, in I think Brady? at the end of the day, he'll have three to four serious suitors who are making legitimate contract offers plus the Patriots. And, you know, is it the Chargers? Is it the Titans? Is it the, uh, the Raiders, um, 
you know, I think the Bucks will dip their toes in it. I just don't see this guy in Tampa. I just, and I honestly have a little bit of a hard time seeing him in Nashville. Um, I mean, I, people are acting like that's some juggernaut. I mean, they had a nice little playoff run this year, but uh, where is the history of, you know what I mean, success there? And, like, the right tackle's a free agent. The running back's a free agent. I mean, you know, uh, Corey Davis, like, I know you drafted him really high, but he hasn't proven to be a game-breaker. Like, the defense is so-so. I, I don't I don't know, man. I get it. He's boys with Vrabel, but... Um, and then the San Francisco thing is percolating. I, I anything's possible. I, it 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 seems a little out there for me. I think the timing of everything would have to be would have to be something. But I mean, look, they have the same agent, so <laughs> that makes it a little easier when Garoppolo and Brady have the same agent. Uh, I just I mean, Garoppolo is San Francisco. That's really that would that would be something, man. I mean, Garoppolo, the, the, the Patriots can, I mean, the 49ers can get out of Jimmy G's contract and save $22.4 million in cap space by cutting him. They could also, of course. Yeah, but then, but I mean, that, that, like, bro, then you're about, Brady's about to count $35 million against your cap. So there's really no, you know what I mean? Like, people are saying there's savings. Well, there's really not. Your cap's going to go up. No, but I just mean, like, it's not like a situation where they have to move on from. No, Jimmy you're not G. saddled with a million, with, with $10 million in dead cap or anything like that. No. Yeah. yeah. I mean, let me ask you this. Who would be better? Who's better over the next two years? Uh, a 42 year old Tom Brady or a 28 year old Jimmy Garoppolo? It's close. No, I, I, I mean, look, I would lean to, I mean, I would say Brady. I guess, it, again, it's just a matter of, I mean, the guy is 43 years old and not everybody gets to go out on their terms. You know, like I, I, I mean, the 49ers offensive line isn't great. You know, the left tackles near the end. Um, it's interesting proposition. You know Kyle's going to run the hell out of the football. I mean. Yep. Draft a receiver. I get it. I get it on a lot of levels. Like, if you're the 49ers, it, it, did you, did you lose the dynamic. Super Bowl? Well, did you lose the Super Bowl because of Jimmy Garoppolo? Because I would say no. Like, you lost the Super Bowl because of Patrick Mahomes. Jimmy missed one big throw. But I don't know that Tom yeah. Brady's making that throw every time. Like, that's not a Tom Brady throw. You know what I mean? Like, the, like the long yeah. downfield throw. You'd have to, like, and not to, not to mention Kyle Shanahan's offense is predicated on rolling out in bootlegs, and that's not really tough. No, I mean, that, that's, that's the thing. I mean, all the motion, the boots, the waggles, I mean, you're taking that completely out of the playbook, which Kyle's smart enough remember, to adjust. Well, well remember when the, when the Broncos, when, when John Elway brought in Gary Kubiak, and was like, hey, Peyton, you're running bootlegs? It was so, it was, yeah. it was horrible to watch. Like, I don't want to watch Tom Brady run bootlegs at the age of 43. <sighs> Limping out on the, like, flopping around as he runs out to the edge? Come on, get out of here. Yeah, I mean, you have just, I mean, look, I mean, part, part of me saying, well, you, you, you've completely capped your window. Um, you're now a year-to-year team. But Kyle's good enough at identifying and developing quarterbacks, too. I mean, how he still might feel like, hey, I got Mullins on the path where he might be better than you think. And I actually felt like Mullins, um, and in this scenario, I'm sure you would keep him around as a restricted free agent. Maybe he still feels like that could be the guy, um, or they'll find somebody in next year's draft or whatever. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's interesting. I I don't know, man. Anything's possible. <laughs> I, I I tend to think might end up being a bridge too far, but I, I'm not going to say it's impossible by any stretch. No, a lot depends on what the Patriots do. And coming up after the break, we will tell you what they should do uh, this offseason. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meats. So the New England Patriots don't, they, Tom Brady's technically under contract. So it's not like they're the Saints with no quarterbacks under contract. They have Tom Brady under contract. Uh, yeah, it's just the, about the void. Yeah, the deal voids, but I mean, like they have, you know, that gives him first right of, in theory, first right of refusal, although he knows he has leverage in terms of the dead cap space at $13.5 million. It hits on March, uh, May 18th. Uh, you wrote in this story, JLC, that the Patriots, should go out and sign Marcus Mariota, one-time second overall pick, cast off by the Titans, presumably the Celsius. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm not a huge Mariota guy, but I, I feel like somebody like Josh McDaniels could cultivate what, what there is there, and I think they could rebuild his his confidence. And even if Tom Brady stays, find a way to get him on the field a little bit and a Taysom Hill-type role to diversify the offense a little bit, to add a little mobility and be a little creative. Um, and, and look, I don't think he's ever going to be anything close to what he was drafted to be, but that's going to be a team that's probably going to have to fortify its run game and try to win with run and de- You know, they're going to try to win with the run game and win with the defense. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 you know, I think they would be a little bit intrigued by the skill set. I mean, Josh drafted Tebow in the first round. This guy's a way better quarterback than Tebow. Probably not the athlete Tebow was. Not the you know doesn't have the 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 powerful body that Tebow had, but and he's been hurt a little bit. So yeah, but I don't think he's going to cost you much at all. I mean, this quarterback market. There's, I mean, I wrote about this back in November. There, there's not going to be enough seats at the table. There's a lot of hungry mouths right now in terms of free agents, first round quarterbacks, and guys who want to be traded or will be traded. And there's just not a, a landing spot for all of them to make the kind of money they're going to make. Certain guys are going to have a hollow market. It's going to be soft. It's going to be, you know, sad for them. And they're going to have to make some tough decisions. And it might be Rivers. It might be Bridgewater. It might be Jameis. Um, it might be Mariota. It might be all of them. Uh, so, yeah, I think they could probably buy low on Mariota. Okay. I, I, I like it. I mean, I think when you when you think about what works in the Patriots' offensive scheme – and you have to understand that, you know, even as good as they've been, you know, when Tom Brady's had to step aside, whether it's with Jacoby Brissett, Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt Castle, or, you know, whoever Tom Brady missed time, like, you know, you're going to have a limited off season, especially if the new CBA is kicked in with whatever quarterback you sign. Um, so if like, if Mariota, well, now if Mariota's like the backup next year and then replaces Tom Brady down the road, that's a different story. If he's the, the starter next year, you, know, you, you might have some hiccups. But I mean, like, he's, he's a perfect fit for what, for what, uh, 
Josh McDaniels does. I mean, the short dink and dunk. Well, and and the, look, they couldn't throw the ball downfield last year anyway, and I don't know that that's going to change overnight. Maybe they draft a receiver who unlocks um, the downfield stuff for them. Um, but even if you have Tom Brady, again, I mean, the, I get avocado ice cream and all that, and I think he's the greatest ever. But, like, he may go off on a stretcher. You know, like, he's 43 years old, like, and so do you want this whole thing to end that way, or do you want to have a guy like Mariota who, if he has to play eight games, maybe you go five and three, you know what I mean, and still get into the playoffs? I don't know. Yeah. No, I I, I don't disagree with you. I think it's – I mean, I think, it, I think it's a good fit, and Mariota will be cheap, and – I, I guarantee you that whoever the Patriots sign, I think they'll sign somebody. I mean, whether they bring back Tom Brady or not, I would assume that they want to. I mean, I, like, do you know? Do you know how they feel? Do they feel? How do they feel about Jared Stidham? I mean, do you think they they trust him enough if they bring Brady back to? Roll I mean, I Stidham? think if they don't do a Mariota type thing, like if the if if slash when the Colts get Rivers, then Brian Hoyer's available again. You know what I mean? They'll at least have somebody yeah. like that in the mix. Yeah. Um. Now this one's spicy. The Minnesota Vikings. My Minnesota Vikings. You think they sh- I don't want to say blow it up. Be, but the, be open to trading Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cook? What, what, what? Go look at their cap space. Go look at where these guys are in their contracts. Assess the fact that, um, the coach and the GM are basically, you know, fighting for their lives. You tried it this way. You're still a middling playoff team. Um, never really been a Super Bowl contender, never been able to string multiple wins together in January. And you can keep it together for another year, but you'll be Jacksonville. I mean, you'll be the Giants. Like, it's going to be real hard to get out of. It's not – no one's going to do you any favors. And you'll be giving away guys even more pennies on the dollar than you are right now. I mean, I, if I'm ownership, I'm sitting back being realistic. And, again, they should have done this months ago. Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, but if you're not – you know, if you're not – going to hire a new coach and GM, then I think you at least need to, to start the rebuild process while these guys are here. And, I mean, the whole idea of extending Cousins, I, yeah, I mean, you're going to lower the cap figure, but, boy, you're going to find your, you're, you're going to be in that, that, that you're going to, I think you're going to turn into the Miami Dolphins, you know what I mean, where you're always winning six to eight games, and then do we want to trade 9,000 picks to move up and get a quarterback? I just think you, 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 you're bound to purgatory forever. Um, they, they tried this. It didn't work. One more year of this isn't going to get them over the top. They can't add anybody no matter what. That, I mean, they literally are over the cap. And even with the purge that's going to come, you're still not going to be in position to address all your needs. You're not going to be able to completely rebuild the offensive line. Um, you know, the secondary all of a sudden has issues between the free agents and the guys who just can't play anymore. I just don't think you're fixing it all. I think you're just you're just kicking the can down the road and um, exacerbating your issues. But I, I don't know that they'll be willing to do it, you know? I mean, a lot of these guys want to see it through to the end and want to believe that, well, we spent all this money, so it has to work. No, nah, it didn't work. It's not going to work. I get why they did it. I applaud them. The Wilfs, beyond just Cousins and these other moves, did everything in their power to extend a boatload of guys. But, you know, you're, you're still the – I don't know, third to sixth best team in your conference. I, third is third is is me being generous. Who's who's trading for Kirk Cousins? The thirty one million dollar cap hit. Well, they'd have to extend him. I don't know, man. The, uh, I'd be finding out. I would have used the combine to find out. 
I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that this, I like, I think you could get a first, you, I, a second round pick for Dalvin Cook. What do you think? Third round pick? I think you get a second round pick for Dalvin Cook. I think you get a second round pick. Would you get a first round pick for Christian McCaffrey? I don't know where back end. I mean, I've, I've gone through that exercise. I sat yeah. down with Prisco at the combine and I just don't, I don't see who's giving you a top half of the first round pick for him. I don't, I don't see the team. I just don't see the team that's there as uh, good I, as he is. And I love him. I, I, Knowing that you have to I don't extend, know, man. knowing that you have to extend him for like eighteen million dollars. That's the thing. Yeah. If you're yeah. doing it, then you're keeping him around forever. I well, that's don't know who that team is. Ruh, Papa, ruh. 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 Oh, the mail person is here early today. Um, he must have known. He had me open the door. Hey, hey, Goomba. Hey. No, ba. Ba. Does Copper start barking hey, in the middle of the night? George starts barking in the middle of the night. Drives me nuts. Okay, like a, a plane will come by. Every once in a while. A plane will come by and like George will be like, and lose his mind like in the bed and wakes up everybody and kills it. So I mean, Dalvin, if he hears any sort of sound, yeah. but So Dalvin Cook uh, ran 250 times for 1,135 yards, 13 touchdowns last year. He was fantastic. Problem is, he has 28 career games in three years. He's going to the well, yeah, he's always hurt, and that's another one where if you extend him, you might be. I, I, you can't I like him a lot. I just think they, that's an organization that needs to be making really hard decisions now because if they are who I think they're going to be and they just roll the balls out again with the same crew next year, by the trade deadline, they're going to be pulling their hair out. I would guess that this team, just based on the composition and where they're at, and sort of just how NFL teams operate and the fact that next year Kirk Cousins does come off the books, um, that, that you would, that they'll just try and see what happens in 2020 and then make a call after that. That's my, yeah, that's I mean, my you could take the comp pick for him, you know what I mean? And you could, you know, get your five years at a Dalvin Cook and move on. I'm just, I'm just saying, we'll I see. think, I think it's like a, like you could be like I don't disagree with your premise here. Like be be crazy proactive, make moves, set yourself up for the future. That would be the stable and smart move. I just think they're like, let's just see this out to the end and see what happens. And you know, yeah, no, you're you're probably right. I think you know what they what they're inclined to do is probably a whole lot more like what you're talking about than what I'm positing. But I just a lot of these. I mean, you, they're digging themselves a deep hole. I oh yeah. Mean, 2021 is going to say, you know, they're, 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 they're Jackson. To me, it's just Jacksonville all over again. That's fair. Um, you could, I mean, yeah, there's, I'm just looking at like the, well, you're going to get some, like you're going to cut Xavier Rhodes. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely but like the rest of your corners are up. You know what I mean? So like that's, yeah. you're going to lose Harris. Maybe Trey. you keep one of your corners, but that won't be cheap. You still have big issues in your secondary. The offensive line is still a mess. Trey, know, Wayne, Trey Wayne's is a free agent. Diggs yeah. wants out. It's like, I think, you know, if you really kind of sit down, take emotion out of it, take your heart out of it, sit down with an abacus, you know, and a stiff drink, you're going to see that, like, boy, we're, <laughs> we're, 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 like, what is our path to winning a Super Bowl this year? You know what and I mean? And, and like, makes... what all, what all is going to have to fall in place for this three year bargain to pay off? And make sure it is, in fact, a stiff drink. Mr. Wilf, because yeah. it's going to be in. Yeah, I mean, you. I, I just, I just think that the way that NFL teams operate mentally and with all the sunk costs that they have here, it's just you just don't see. I mean, maybe it's different if they trade Diggs, but even then, that's only like you're clearing up five point five million in, in cap space. You got a nine million dollar dead cap hit, and you just lost an elite wide receiver. Or a, you know, not a borderline elite wide receiver. I, I don't know. 
Right. It's a it's a weird spot to be in. They're sort of just it would it, it just doesn't it doesn't feel they're it would, good it would, enough to they're gonna be good enough to be hanging around the playoff scene till the end. But do they have three wins in them in January? Yeah, probably not. I mean, nothing that, in their DNA would say they do. I think that that win in New Orleans will keep it out altogether. As bad as the loss, it'll turn out to be. It'll yes, it will turn out to be whatever the reverse of a blessing in disguise is. A yeah, a curse. A, a curse. A sheep in wolf's clothing. Maybe right. Right. A, a, a curse, curse in, in blessings cl- in right in front of you. I, I don't know. Whatever. I'm, a curse I'm in disguise. Yeah. A curse in disguise. I'm a curse. A in curse in disguise. disguise. Yeah. 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 A curse in disguise. Yeah. In other words, like uh, like th- that that Saints win will mislead them into believing. You know, we lost to the eventual NFC. We're not that far off. Right. And like, I mean, the truth, like, I mean, if you're just walking yourself through the exercise, you can, you can talk yourself into the idea like, okay, if we had beaten San Francisco, we weren't that close to doing it. But if we beat them, could we have beaten Green Bay? Absolutely. And then. Yeah. Well, dude, it's Bortles, Bortles winning in Pittsburgh. It's, I'm telling you, they're the, these two, they're the, like, sometimes teams are, they just, they're, they're kind of at the same, like, they kind of, there's paradigms that they both, I mean, that's, Bortles winning on the road in Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Right. The, the, the difference is at least – like I, I think at least you're like – if you're Minnesota and you're the ownership, you're like, okay, look, we're going to play 2020. Everybody's yeah, – We're not going to go 5-11 and 11 next year. Yeah, we're not literally going to be Jacksonville, but like right. we're exactly. you know we're about to be giving dudes away for two draft rounds lower than they're worth just to start getting out of this mess. Well, you're, you're just flat out rebuilding next year if, if – like if, if you don't – if it doesn't end up well, because Kirk, you let Kirk, I mean, you better let Kirk Cousins walk. You don't extend him. You let him walk. I like Kirk Cousins. No, but like, you're still going to win. I mean, unless they get destroyed by injuries, they'll beat bad teams and they'll, they'll be, they're good at home. So like, yeah, dude, you're going to be picking in the twenties and all likely, you know what I mean? You're picking yeah, between sure. 18 and 24. So Godspeed getting Lawrence or whoever you think, you know what I mean? Like, good luck getting out of the hellhole. Yeah. Maybe they should sign somebody like a Marcus Mariota to a three-year deal. The problem is with all this action this year, some of these dudes will be on fake contracts that are really one year, but not all of them. You know what I mean? You're never going to have the pick of the litter like this again. Yeah. You're never going to have this many options. I've never seen this before in my life. No, it's never happened in the history like of the NFL. Most people aren't even considering Cousins as an option, but like, if somebody really liked Kirk Cousins and they called the Vikings, how could they not listen? Why, why wouldn't Kyle Shanahan do that? Well, because he's got Garoppolo. He likes cousins. What's the Jaguars? You mentioned the Jaguars. So we'll move to the actual Jaguars. Hey, dude, I've been saying that. I've been saying they should have blown it up since the end of the twenty. I mean, forever for two years. I mean, yeah. they're fugazi. That, they, but they, <laughs> whatever, man. You know what it feels like the Jaguars. Like, why do you just trade your best player at the deadline on a team that clearly stinks and not trade anybody else? Then, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, are they? Let's see. So they 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 want to trade Nick Foles, which is like. Yeah. yeah, well, no kidding. Again, I want to trade my backyard for Fenway Park. We'll see how that works out. <laughs> or Wrigley Field. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. you should see the state of my yard right now. Like, uh, my, but my, yeah, my, I'd love to. I'd love to be able to trade this for grass I, that looks like Wrigley Field. Yeah, I have like I have weeds popping up all over the place. I have uh, a bunch of giant inflatable bowling pins scattered around my yard because. Whoever went out there and played didn't bother to clean them up. Yeah, I mean, of course, I would love yeah. for it to be lush green yeah. grass that is sure. perfectly manicured. Yeah. But you know what? It's not. It's a thirty-three point yeah. eight seven five million dollar dead cap hit. That's what it is. Yeah. Um. Who else are they? What would you if you were the Jaguars? So what would you? Where would your purge be for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Brandon it, Linder, Norwell, 
Calais Campbell. Right, so I you, need you, picks, man, and I need them bad. The problem is the dudes who make all my picks don't do a good job with it. Well, and that's being no, I mean, that's, that's being that, I mean that's being overly kind to say I, don't do a good job. I mean that's I, I, that's see, I damning with faint praise. I don't, well, okay, they've I, done I, an absolutely horrible job, but, but they're I mean, still there. They, see, I I don't know that the picks have necessarily been that bad. Like they got, I mean, like Yannick Ngaku is a great pick. Miles Jack's a great pick. Jalen Ramsey's a great pick. Um, you know, they've, they've gotten a lot of talent in there. They just happen to screw up the quarterback position beyond. Yeah. Belief. But I mean, Fournette's not a great pick. And I mean, you know, the receiver out of Oklahoma state wasn't a great pick. And, that was the old, I mean, was, we can go, we can, we can go. I mean, Blake Bortles, not a great pick. I mean, uh, when, when you're missing the top 10 with that frequency, you're in trouble. Eugene Monroe, not a great pick. Tyson Alulu, not a great pick. But weren't those Gene Smith picks? Is it Gene Smith? Some of them are, but I mean, I'm just, you look, you go through 10 years of this, and it's, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. No, I mean, they, they had a really, really bad run. They tried to do a good job building it back up, and then they made the mistake by bringing Tom Coughlin back to try and, like, magically fix everything. And to me, it feels like they're just sort of, like, keeping, the family together as like a charade until they move to London. Like they can't yeah. possibly think that they're going to compete this year. Right. Uh, I know. I mean, no, how are they going to, I mean, no. especially if like Tom Brady goes to Nashville and Philip Rivers goes to Indy, you're dead in the water. They're not competing no matter what. I mean, they're not, they are not, they're not competing. Do you think they will but actually? We'll cut see them whether out? they tear it all the way down. It might take till this year's deadline, but then again, you you know you've lost opportunity cost, time, money, you know, picks. You've lost all that. Um, they and, traded, and again, the value just gets less and less. They, this happened literally the second after we finished recording with Brady Quinn on uh, Tuesday. Like like I had I was like holding my computer and walking downstairs. And I get a, it's like an alert. It's like the Jaguars have traded AJ Bouye. Uh, they saved. Uh, I think what nine million dollars in cap space. They have a four million dollar dead cap hit. They traded the Broncos for a late round pick. I mean, that's kind of a sign that that this gutting is is occurring, right? Well, it's just what, how far do they go? I I don't know. I mean, look, they need to make moves to be able to put a football team on paper. Like they need to make moves in order to get fifty three heartbeats in the bill. Like you know what I mean to be cap compliant. Like there's doing the bare minimum and there's realizing that like it's over. And this is a developmental year, and even if we keep all these guys, we're still going to stink. So let's just swallow hard, get as much draft capital as we can the next two weeks, and hold an old-school Al Davis fire sale. You know what I mean? Everybody's available. Come on down. Do you think that they will trade? I don't trade, know if they'll go that route. Do you think that they will try and – see, this is, the, this, is what, this is what we said on, uh, I think, uh, Tuesday's podcast. But, like, they could trade Nick Foles if they want to throw in a second round pick and give him to like the Dolphins or, you know, the. But I mean, to me, that's almost like count. I mean, like, just, no, it's it's, just carry the guy and cut him at the end of next year. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're, you haven't even hit rock bottom yet to be giving away a second or a third to get a guy off the books to save a billionaire some money. Eh, no, don't I don't really know that that's the way to go. I agree completely. Or like if, like offer him up and if, if no one's going to take him in a trade and you just don't want him there for some reason, like, and I don't know why, what that reason would be. You could just cut him and eat the $12 million. The move though. I mean, or look, like, you, you, you carry him for half the year. Carson Wentz gets hurt again. You know what I mean? You gut your roster so that you can afford any sort of crazy cap hit that triggers from him, right? And then you just hope that some contender, 
needs him and you get anything for him, but you just don't, you know, that you've only paid half his salary instead of all of it. Yeah, or or maybe you end up paying three quarters and you deal them in October. I mean, whatever. Like, you're yeah, just that's what I'm saying. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying, like you, like you're given. You're like, here, take, here's some cash. Here's Nick Foles. That 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 could work. That could work. I mean, but yeah. if if the Jaguars are smart, they will just ride it out and not worry about it. Uh, the Colts in that division we mentioned, Philip Rivers. That's the play, right? That's going to happen. Done. Not a done deal, but is I, it- I mean, I think it's there. Tampa. I've been talking about that for months, and that's where we are now. And I, I, I think it comes down to those two. Do you, how how many wins do the Colts have? What's the over under for wins with the Colts if they sign Philip Rivers? Well, I, I mean, I, I they're going to be motivated to do some other stuff. I mean, that that won't be like it's not like oh they do that and then they're sitting on their hands. They know they need to spend some money. Chris Ballard realizes, um, you know, the situation that he's in, and even with Philip Rivers, we're talking a year to year window. Um, their cap situation is magnificent. They have no, they've they, got more money. They've got look. They got more cap space than they could ever use in in two off seasons, let alone one. So they have they have six point six seven four million dollars in dead cap space next year, and six point four million dollars of it is Andrew Luck, who just walked away from football. So like, I mean, the, Chris Ballard has done a really good job managing this cap and getting this team and this roster in good shape. I mean, it does seem like with with everything around the NFL in flux and like the Patriots dynasty sort of. I mean, not sort of. I mean, just straight up kind of trending towards the end, at least from a Tom Brady perspective, that this would be your spot if you're Chris Ballard where you where you push all in. Go get Phillip Rivers. Um, you know, use a high draft pick on a wide receiver to, to complement T.Y. Hilton, who wasn't healthy last year. You know, you, I mean, maybe add some defensive pieces in uh, in free agency or in the draft. I mean, it just – I know he wants to be patient, but it does feel like this could be a possible – No, this is – it's go time now. They They – Especially with an older quarterback. I mean, even if they have to carry Brissett at his 16 million, it still won't handcuff him from being able to do something at wide receiver, from being able to do something for a pass rusher, which they're going to have to do. You know, they'll keep the left tackle, but um, yeah, they they need to add more impact players, and and Chris realizes that, and I, um, some of it will be the draft, but they're, they'll make a few moves in free agency that you know they think could pay immediate dividends. Uh, anybody pop out to you as a uh, possible defensive addition? I'm just trying to think of who I would. Well, I mean, I think it depends on who hits the market and who doesn't. Um, you know, I wonder if a guy like a, a Jordan Phillips or a Derek Wolf, you know, I could see them swimming in those waters. I just don't think there's going to be a whole lot available on the edge. But, like, that whole idea of trading for Melvin Ingram, I think that would make a lot of sense mm. to them, you know. I don't know if they're going to bring Justin Houston back or not. You know, that's a, that's a big ticket. Even if they do, he's a rotational guy at this point. Um, I, I could see Chris Ballard being very active in the trade market, depending, you know, who is available and who isn't. I mean, I think they could do a short-term extension with T.Y. Hilton, but, I mean, a guy like Stephon Diggs on the trade market, I don't know why that wouldn't excite them. I think it would. Um, yeah. What if you give up two first for Joey Bosa and then you sign Philip Rivers? I don't think the Chargers are going to trade Bosa. For two first? I wouldn't. I mean, what I mean to the Colts? I mean, so you're, that's like going to be twenty-eight and whatever. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. Either. I wouldn't. What about a first and the Redskins second? A first? That's a, that's a firm. No, it's, you wouldn't. They have the Redskins second. Wait, they so have, it was I'm sorry. I was just looking at my phone for a second. Maybe fine. Uh, no, I don't think you do it. I, I don't. I don't know the Colts. The Chargers do it either. Joey Bosa is twenty-five year old. Twenty-five years old. Um. All right. Uh, 
Eagles, last one. We'll mention that you will lump the Eagles and the Cowboys together. Because the Cowboys, you believe, will use the exclusive franchise tag on Dak Prescott. They will let Byron Jones walk. Yeah, that hasn't recording. been in doubt forever. Right. It's crazy to me how all these like things are like stories now, like things that so many people have reported months ago. It's like, it's, yeah, yeah, they're going to use the exclusive. No, they're going to use a transition tag on them. Like, really? Like, yeah. yeah, they had thirty million on the table in the summer, but they're going to give them a, you know, a franchise non-exclusive franchise tag total that's less than what they were willing to pay him per year on average on a five-year deal. Like, no, sh- whatever. Well, and. They're not going to – the reason you don't do the non-exclusive is because, A, you don't want to trade him. Right. Like, they, they, they're trying to pay him $35 million. Like, they want him to take, you know, $180 million of their money. Like, you're not going to lowball him on a tag and get themselves in a bidding war. Like, well, and, well, exactly. Like, if da- if Dak, if somebody put the non-exclusive tag on Dak Prescott, there's going to be a team that's going to – like, maybe that's the Dolphins – open for business. Yeah, right, you're hanging Dolphins, an open for business sign up. Yeah, the Dolphins are like, all right, we'll get, we got three first-round picks. We'll give – we'll sign Dak to a $41 million I still don't seat. think the rest of the league would look at Dak the way the Cowboys look at Dak. Right. But you can't there would be people that. interested. Yeah. No. I mean, would you would you take two first-round picks for Dak? I, depending who's the team. I mean, how high are the picks? Miami gives you 5 and 18 for Dak. I would. Okay. Sean, uh, John Breach said he would too. He said he would do it in a heartbeat. I would, yeah, I would do it. I would do it pretty quickly. Okay. So trade Dak. That should have been your bold. Trade Dak should have been. That, but no, but I mean, that's not even a, like that's. It's not happening. They're going to sign him, right? They're going to sign him this offseason? Yeah. I mean, that's like speaking a language that Jerry Jones doesn't understand. I mean, that's like. Well, it's like that's, like that's a non-starter. Part, part of the problem too is for Jerry Jones, like he found him, he you know, quote unquote found. No, him. he's totally invested in this. Yeah, it's it's personal and business, absolutely. Yeah. And he's always been that way. He was that way with Tony Romo, and he's that way with Dak Prescott now. Uh, all right, so the Eagles should splurge on Byron Jones and Chris Harris. Is the Eagles roster a problem secretly? They're, I mean, they got some cap issues, and I think there'll be a little bit of a purge that happens there. I mean, they're stuck with. I don't, I don't see how they get rid of Alshon Jeffrey. That to me is a you know, in the same boat as a Nick Foles. So their, their hands are tied in a few spots. But, I, I, I mean, you got to think one of their young receivers maybe develops a little bit. Um, it's a really good receiver draft. I'm sure they'll keep throwing, you know, uh, assets in the water at that position. Um, yeah, every, like, yeah, 90, I mean, them not getting A.J. Bouye tells me how he feels like he's got at least one big fish at corner on the line. Oh. And By- Byron Jones would just, I mean, he would make all the sense in the world for them. But I wonder if they necessarily stopped there. Chris Harris would be a nice addition. I mean, Chris Harris is still, I mean, like, I, th- I mean, I know he's, you know, he's getting older, but he's still a very good cornerback and playing yeah. the slot, obviously. Yeah. No, he's still an elite slot corner. Yeah. And if you, I mean, yeah, you look at like Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Derek Barnett, uh, is Malik Jackson going to get cut? Tim Jernigan's a free agent. They've still got plenty of talent up front. They drafted. You know, yeah, I mean, you're still bringing Fletcher Cox back. I mean, you know, yeah. We'll, yeah. Right. If you added a little bit on the back end, and you can get something going at receiver, and you still have that good offensive line, even if you know Jason Peters decides to, to right. walk away from football, you still, yeah, they're fine. They got Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. They got enough. They just need their receivers weren't healthy, and their back end was bad last year. So shore that up. Hope yeah, the they were they were running out of running backs, and they were yeah. running out of offensive linemen, and they were running out of uh, pass catchers. Yeah, they suffered a ton of injuries. Miles Sanders was awesome last year, too. All right. Uh, anybody else? Just couldn't get in the end zone, I feel like, but yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, anybody else that, uh, that you thought, anybody else you want to mention? We good. We good. Let's get out. Let's get your show, brother. 
Right, we'll get out in under an hour. We'll make Debo happy, and we'll let you uh, go, go answer your BlackBerry. Uh, Jason Lacafora at Jason Lacafora on Twitter. Watch him on CBS Sports HQ and uh, on CBS Sports Network plenty of times. And uh, we will uh, talk to you uh, next week. Maybe talk to you soon. We'll talk to you Sounds soon. good, buddy. <laughs>